Uh, go ahead, sweetie. Well, do, you don't want to say go ahead, right? I just did. <laughs> Cold open. Proceed. I, I know, but d- shouldn't it just start with me? Or you can cut that. Just go. <laughs> okay. My thought is when it gets to be this time of year, I get worried that I'm not going to see all the movies that I need to see. And I mean this in two ways. All the good movies come out. And all the bad movies? No. Oh. And then there's all the holiday movies that right. I have to rewatch. So I have to watch all the Academy Award movies and all the holly the what is it called? Holiday, holiday movies? movies. Yeah. Do you feel this pressure like I do? No. Okay. Well. No, but I don't want to let a holiday pass us by without spending some time watching holiday movies. Yeah. They, so, yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about today, right? Yes, I I'm ready to go. All right. My name's Todd. This is Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. This is podcast number 741. Why listen to Zen Parenting Radio? Because you'll feel outstanding. And always remember our motto, which is the best predictor of childhood beings, parents have understanding. Oh, that's too fast. We're not in a hurry, babe. It's the holidays. I just wanted to test myself to see how fast I could say it. Maybe, but I think sometimes when we're doing a podcast, your your brain is like, okay, we got to get done. I think your brain is like, we got to get it done. (laughs) That's what I think. Um, Let's just be. I'm all about being. Let's be here now. Let's be here now. Um, So um, we are going to do kind of a review of Kathy's and Todd's favorite holiday movies. And I also have a list from Entertainment Weekly's top 20 holiday movies of all time. And I have a litmus test whether or not a movie is a Christmas movie. Oh, very good. That'll be interesting. Now, I have a feeling your litmus test is a little jaded. What does that mean? Jaded? That doesn't like, connect. I think it's the test itself. Probably. Well, let's, yeah, before I judge it, let's hear it. No assumptions. But we're not ready yet. So I just want to remind everybody that tickets are going fast for the Zen Parenting 2024 conference. Don't call it a conference. Um, Don't we have call it a conference. Amazing speakers coming, uh, like-minded parents to talk about all these issues that we get challenged by for our kids. Uh, what else we you get, want to say? We get challenged by, not for our kids, but because we have kids. That's what I meant to say. And it's, we're really focusing on teens and middle schoolers and young adults. Um, and so all the speakers we have coming with, that's their ex- or coming to the conference, that's their expertise. So come, it's so fun and warm, and it's just something I think that you will be doing yourself a favor because you'll be starting the new year with a plan. The way I think about our... Uh, annual conference mm-hmm. is if you come away with one or two really good ideas, you're set. I think it's worth the time. Well, and here's the thing: this isn't just about the conference. This is about life. Changing a dynamic just by a millimeter or even smaller can change everything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The way that you react to something, something that you see differently, the way that you respond. Um, when your kid says something to you, the way that you're able to communicate better, that changes everything. It's like a domino effect. And so I think that's something a lot of times we're looking for all of these like final answers about things and really being able to do one thing a little differently, you know, because relationships are a dance, right? So Mm -hmm. if Todd and I are having a conversation and there's a dance that we constantly do, if I change it just a little bit, Todd changes his way just a little bit. And then all of a sudden, the way we're communicating is completely different. So I just think it's a great opportunity. That's right. 
Um, but first, I want to play a little song that came from your moment. Children laughing, people passing, meeting smile after smile, and on every street corner you hear silver bells, silver bells, silver bells. It's Christmas time in the city. And any other holiday that people celebrate this time of the year. Absolutely. Christmas isn't the only one. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. I don't want to leave anybody out, but I'm sure I just did. Yeah, it's kind of just easier to just call this a holiday season because you want to make sure everybody listening feels like their holiday is the holiday, and it is, you know? This is just a time of year, even if you don't really practice much at all or there's not something, but maybe people have come home, you know, children have come home or work is slowing down so you can relax more. Like the holiday season is kind of this time where we all get a chance to reflect. You gave four things for us parents to remember this holiday season. I sure did. The fifth one was the conference, which we already talked about. So Uh I'm just going to read off one at a time. Okay. And you riff on it. Sure. Uh, Holidays are memorable because we break from our usual routine. What would you say about that? Well, something that I've noticed is part of the reason I love this time of year, like I was just saying, things change because people, you know, people will say things like after Thanksgiving, no one's really doing as much work or people are starting to slow down on the expectations or nobody wants to start something new until the first of the year. So all of our routine gets changed because we're it's not so pressing. I mean, depending on the work you do, if you're in retail, everything goes up, right? So it's not that every job slows down, but it gets a little more chill. And um, I just think that one of the fun things about now is to not be in this rigid routine, to kind of break away from it and to maybe go have a lunch or see a friend for coffee or watch a holiday movie in the middle of the day or um, which isn't always available. But I've been like doing work at the table and putting on a lifetime holiday movie lately. They all look like the exact same movie. That's why I don't have to watch it because it's the exact same story. Um, And I want to, you know what we're not going to talk about, but I'd like to is the difference between Hallmark Channel movies and Lifetime Channel movies. I'm so glad we're not going to talk about Are they in competition with each other? Not to me. I only watch Lifetime, but I was at the Hallmark store today. Well, I guess this makes sense because it was the Hallmark store. But everything is like, I love the Hallmark channel and the Hallmark channel and the Hallmark channel. And a lot of people will say to me, do you watch the Hallmark channel? And I'm like, no, I'm watching the Lifetime movies. I have some random sound clips that I'm just going to put uh, within the context of our podcast today, all holiday related. Oh, good. You okay with that? Of course. Who's that? I have no idea. That's I mean, that's not really Santa. That sounds like a, a drunk it's Santa. It's called Thrill Ho Ho Ho. And this is... No, that's no good. Yeah, we like that. You like this one? Mm-hmm. And then I'll do one more. And then I'll go to another one after that. What about this one? Um, number two, we've heard it a million times, but it's worth repeating. Moms get in the pictures. Yeah. It's kind of like an old thing. Like I remember, uh, you know, us bloggers, we used to write about this all the time, like probably a decade ago. Um, but it's true. I, I feel like we have to remember as moms that 
we, yes, we take a lot of pictures and that's good, but a lot of times we are noticeably absent from the pictures with our kids. And I always laugh with Todd that sometimes I'll see like a picture of like a Christmas tree and all these presents. And then the dad's like got his arms around all the kids in front of the tree. And I'm like, and and I could be wrong here, but I'm kind of wondering who put that tree together, who bought all those presents, who wrapped all those presents. And maybe it was the dad. You never know. Never know. Um, But typically, because I work with women and I talk to them all the time, they are the ones doing that part, that that emotional labor, and then they're not in the picture. So they not only are they not like getting the experience of it in that moment, but then historically when they look back, they're not there. So get in those pictures. Do you know what What's I do Christmas sometimes? Christmas cram, I want one. <laughs> What's a Christmas cram? I want one. I say to Todd, I'm like, you sometimes because he he Todd is not typically thinking about take a picture, except during performances, you're great at that. Like when our girls are singing or there's a dancing thing, you're good at that. Thanks, babe. But like in a family situation, um, sometimes you're, I'm like, take a picture and get me in there too. Or JC's really good at doing a selfie where we're all in it. Um, Cause I, I like that. I don't want to always be the picture taker. No, no, I hear you. Buddy Deal, what's your favorite color? <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite moment in that movie. Is it really? Yes, because he like leans over him and then his dad grabs it out of his hand. It's They're funny. all not going to be that good because there's some random ones. I I found the you know you just Google whatever soundboard holiday. Right. Like I have no idea what this one is, but it made me laugh. Oh boy. For those of you that don't know, Phil Norton's on holiday next week. I don't know who Phil who, Norton is. I have no idea, but it was on some holiday soundboard. Well, we got to look it up. No, we don't. Okay. Don't look it up. All right. Your next one. You ready? uh, Yeah. Uh, The next one is if gifts don't arrive on time, don't arrive on time, family members bail or things just don't go as planned. Remember, there's no personal failure or blame. Just reshape and move forward. Yeah. I, um, one thing that happened, I actually, I think my last line is the most important one, which is we create a holidays in our head of how we think it's supposed to be. And then there's how the holidays really are. And that's reality. So sometimes a party gets canceled or someone can't show up or there's a snowstorm or a late flight or a present doesn't arrive. You know, I know we don't swear on this show, but sorry, shit's going to happen. And can we, can we roll with it rather than decide that's that's, oh, this year, just this year is just awful. Like roll with it because the reality is, the reality is what we're experiencing. Do you know what I mean? It's not, and to make up a story, like if that present would have arrived or if that person would have come or if I would have had the right outfit, then the holidays would be perfect. It's all made up. So it's just a, a way to alleviate that pressure that we feel to make everything perfect. Great. You're not doing anything constructive. Run into the living room, get my stogie. That's, uh, what's his name? It's Uncle Lewis. Uncle Lewis. That's right. If you don't know what that's from, figure it out. Figure it out. Christmas vacation. Um, and then your last one, sweetie, says, uh, you can say no to things and you sure. can cancel planned events. Of course. I was actually just talking to one of my kids about that because <laughs> a lot of times when, I think it's twofold. I think we as parents... Um, 
feel a lot of pressure from our family, from our friends, from our neighbors, whatever, to honor a lot of holiday traditions. And a lot of times that brings us a lot of joy. But sometimes it's too much and it's okay to cancel something. It's okay to decide that you're not going to go. It's okay to say no immediately up front. That's the most helpful thing. So then nobody's counting on you and you're you know disappointing them last minute. But even if it is last minute, sometimes you have to take care of yourself and it allows you to be more present for the things you want to be present for. But I've also been kind of telling my kids this because, you know, everybody's coming home. You know, Skylar's still in high school, so she's actually still in school this week. <laughs> Poor thing. Everyone's, like, doing different things, and she's still in school. Um, I know. JC and Cameron are home and, you know, kind of having their break. And they have a lot of plans, and I think they feel a lot of pressure to see people and to do this and do that. And I'm kind of giving them the same advice, like, you know, go do what you want to do and see the people you want to see, but don't do things that you think you should do. Mm-hmm. Instead, if you want to relax and watch a movie and, you know, do nothing, this is the time because you're going to start school again and everything's going to ramp up again. Todd, do you remember coming home at school from college and you were done with your finals and it was like holiday, it was Christmas break or, you know, December break or winter break, whatever we called it. And you literally had nothing you had to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were like, there's no book. Because in high school and stuff, there's always a book to read or you're going into the next class. And there's always like this kind of holdover effect. It's very freeing. And all I want to do is go get drunk with my friends. In high school? No, no, college. I oh. thought you started with college. Oh, you? I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I wanted to only do that. I think I really liked being at... Um, I just liked that feeling of waking up and being like, there's nothing I have to do. It's yeah. very rare. Yeah. Because we never have it anymore. You're not the hook at all. No. Yeah. Because there's always something we could do now. Truth. Um, what about this one? It's the most wonderful dog of the year. <laughs> what? what is that from? I have no idea. That's why it's funny. What about this one? Let it go, let it go, let it go. Did he say let it dog? Doug, D-O-U-G. I have no idea what this is, but I love it. (laughs) They made me laugh this morning. I was going through it. Okay, so that's all four years. How are we going to frame this discussion? Okay, can we start with my litmus test? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Okay, so I got this on a movie website called Reel to Reel, and basically it said, what is the litmus test for movies? Because Todd and I listened to this podcast called The Rewatchables. It's done by The Ringer. Many of you may listen to it. We're kind of... Big I wouldn't fans. say we're obsessed with it, but we listen to it all the time because it's totally... Sounds like an obsession. It is because I re-listen to them all the time. So I am a little obsessed, but I, on the Rewatchables podcast, they go through movies, right? The best movies, the thing, the movies they love. And and Bill Simmons, who many of you may know from the sports world, he he's, you know, it's his podcast. And he always says how like... Home Alone isn't a Christmas movie and Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie and all these movies that are obviously holiday movies, but he says they're to not. To you. To me. So this is the litmus test. Let's hear it. Number, so there's three. Okay. Number one, it's primarily set during the holiday season. Okay. okay? So it doesn't have to be on Christmas, but right. you know it's the holiday season. Right. Number two, there is a figure from like the Christmas world, like... Jesus, mm-hmm. um, Santa Claus, Rudolph, Frosty, and I don't know who Krampus is. Who's Krampus? I have no idea. Never heard. Okay, of him. I. Uh, it's always there. I thought Krampus was like a scary movie. Okay. I don't. I don't understand it. Um, and also, like The Grinch or like Jack Skellington, like those aren't 
those didn't start out as Christmas characters, but now nobody would debate whether or not they're Christmas characters, okay. right? Okay, so so that's one, number two. two, and number three, a film must feature one of the traditional Christmas themes, such as love, hope, generosity, faith, redemption, family, or fear. Hmm, interesting. So There's does it have some to kind of all three of those to be a Christmas movie? No, two. Oh, two out of the three. Two out of the three. So let's go. Uh, I think of Die Hard. Primarily set is it Christmas Eve uh-huh. that they're at Nakatomi Plaza, uh-huh. so that's and they're done. at a Christmas party. He flew in for Christmas. He had a Christmas present when he flew in. He it's Christmas. So who's the figure from the holiday? Anybody? Uh, the there's no there there isn't except that they're going to a holiday party. Someone's dressed as Santa, but that doesn't. Mm. Or wait, am I making that up? Is someone at the holiday party dressed as Santa? I don't know. We're gonna find out tonight because we're watching. Yeah, it we're watching it again. You think Ellis is a uh, Bubby Hans Bubby? And then what about theme? So I don't know if Die Hard's passing this test. Of course it does. What's the theme? Hope? Hope. But isn't every Generosity? Movie... Redemption? Give me a movie that Family? doesn't... Family? Give me a movie that doesn't have any of those. Um, any movie. Parasite. Parasite. Of course there's... Well, I mean, that's just a downer. Right. There's no hope in but redemption. But most movies, there is the three acts. The... The the problem or no like the set the setup and then well remember it has to have two of the three right okay I so just, it's not the I, only I just don't thing. like the third part read me the third test okay. a film must feature one of the traditional Christmas themes such as love hope generosity faith redemption family or fear yes fear what did you think okay parasite fear it's terrifying but there's no redemption in it. I, but does it have to have all of those things? Well, let me let me finish reading this. Okay. What did you think that line in the song about scary ghost stories and tales of the glories, glories of Christmas is long? So we've been talking about this line, scary ghost stories. Skylar and I have. Why do we say scary ghost stories in that song? And I thought it was because, at first we didn't know, but then we t- talked about it and we're like, well, it's from Scrooge, right? There's ghost stories in that. And then it says, before Halloween grew into the holiday, it is today. Scary stories were a Christmas tradition. I didn't know that. It is no coincidence that the most retold Christmas story of all time is about four ghosts trying to scare a old miser straight. I don't know. Um, I'm just here to say that I liked your first two entries in the litmus test. The third one has no bearing because... 90. Todd, it's about putting them together. You're looking How at many them separate. Of, so, so what are the the characteristics? Love, redemption. Right. Blah. Does it have to have one of those or all of those? But like, for example, you said, well, let, let's let's think of another movie, just a regular movie. Let's think of like Goodfellas. Uh huh. There's not a lot of redemption in that movie either, right? But there's a lot of fear. There's a lot. Well, then remove the fear one. But it's in that's there. What's, but it's in there. That's what's causing your brain to have problems. Well, then, um, they, then it's a stupid test because they got to no, remove fear out of there. Here's the thing. You have to remember it's a combination of one, two, and three. And I'm just saying 99% of movies, the third one will stand with okay, most movies. So, but how many percentages of movies are set during the holiday season? And how many movies actually have a character? I like the, the first season. two. I like the first two in the limit. I test. understand, but I feel like you're not hearing what I'm trying to say. It has to meet two. So not a lot of movies are filmed during the Christmas season, and then plus it has to have that. I think they should change this test to be, it has to meet one of these two because the third one is stupid. That's what I think. I don't agree with you. Fine. So there. <laughs> Fine. Okay, so do you want to talk about our movies that we love during this time and why? First, we got to do another transition. 
Hello, my friends. My name is John Bams, and Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, any of the things that you celebrate, happy it to you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who John Who's Bams Jim is. Who's Jim Bams? I have no idea. Who's Phil Norton? I have no idea. Who's Doug? We're going to find out. Are we? No. Okay. Ed? Hey, Clark. What's wrong with the dog? This sounds bad. It's all right. On my earphones. Oh, he's just yakking on a bone. <coughs> he got it up. Good enough. Right yeah, that sound that sound quality is really bad. Thanks, sweetie. Appreciate that. <laughs> it's supposed to be holiday season. I just don't think people will it's be able to. It's supposed to be holiday it. season. You're tearing me apart. I know it was um Eddie. Eddie and his dog Fine. and he was choking on a Allow bone. me a chance for redemption. Okay, go ahead. If you have some Oh, it's no better. Uh, it's, we'll no, that was pretty good. If you have some fire clock. No, Bethany, those are Christmas lights. Don't throw me down, clock. I'll try not to, Aunt Bethany. Did she say, don't, don't throw, throw me, me down? down. <laughs> I've seen that movie a billion times. That must be an outtake. And I've never... No, I think that's in it. We just miss it because it's so funny. Christmas lights. Don't throw me down, Claude. I'll try not to, Aunt Bethany. Is this the airport, Claude? We're here. Say, Grizz, me and Bethany figured out the perfect gift for you. Oh, Uncle Lewis, you didn't have to buy me anything. Damn it, Bethany, he guessed it. Oh, that was fun. I love riding in cars. <laughs> when did you move to Florida? Um, in the rewatchables, they have a category called what is it, the Heat Check Award or heat whatever? Heat Check Award, yeah. Somebody who just shows up for a little bit and kills it. Crushes their role. She crushes it. Aunt Bethany is such a breath of fresh air into an already good movie. Yeah, because she says that her, the thing she says, what makes it so perfect. And by the way, we're talking about Christmas vacation here, just in case if somebody didn't know. people don't know that, then that's their problem. Um, but she, her, they're just these throwaway lines because nobody's paying any attention to what she's saying. Yeah. Is Rusty? Is Rusty still, still in, in the, the Navy? Navy? Um, so you just, it's like, and we'll get to other movies, but I, Todd and I were just talking about last night how we love like, when you're watching a movie for the fifth time or whatever, and you can hear what people are saying off camera, camera yeah. and it's it's more funny than what the camera's focusing on. Yeah. Um, so anyway, why don't you, how many movies each are we going to do? Because we're well, going to agree have, on some. I have my top five. Okay. But I also have Entertainment Weekly's top 20, and I don't know if we even want to use that. Why don't we do ours first, and then you can fill it in with okay, the others? that sounds good. So, and maybe check off the ones that we have. So why don't you start with your one of your favorite holiday movies? My fifth favorite is Christmas Vacation. Yes. And I will do one more line from that. And this here's our pride and joy, Snot. Snot. <laughs> Pretty name, Ed. <laughs> yeah, we named him that because he's got this sinus condition. <laughs> Not you roll over and let Uncle Clark scratch your belly. All right. That's Eddie. Cousin Eddie. Bless his heart. Uh, that's my five. I assume Christmas Vacation was in your top five? Um, no. <clears throat> but What? My top five, um, I tried to make it a little different than you. Christmas Vacation I've already watched twice this season. I love it. It's one of my favorites. Um, but the ones that I get most excited. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't put It's that probably my number six. Whatever. Yes. I'm, I'm mad. You're not mad. Yes, I am. You're not mad. You want me to do my number five, yeah, or do you here. want to talk more about Christmas no, Vacation? No, I just think it's uh, a really solid sequel. Sequels usually suck. And uh, the third installment of the Vacation series is awesome from Julie Louise Dreyfus characters, who's not that funny, but an important part of the Todd. story. Todd. Yeah, Todd and uh, Margo. Margo. Um, Eddie crushes it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and Chevy is just a genius. And, Beverly. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo. Uh, I like the Rusty and the Juliet Lewis. I was just going to say, let's rank our, our Rusty and Audrey's now, because I think the best Rusty and Audrey are from the original Vacation. Wouldn't think, you say? I think most people would say that. I'm going to go with European Rusty just to you. Upset are you. not. Yes. Oink, Europe, oink, my good man. European Rusty is the worst. Oh, my God, sweetie. Did you not watch that part where they're in the train annoying each other? It's you. It's me. It's me. Um, I. And then I'll go with Anthony Michael Hall, and yeah. then I'll go with Christmas. Okay, so I would just go with... Okay, I will go with Rusty from Original Anthony Vacation. Michael Hall. Yeah, Anthony Michael Hall. Then I would go with Juliet Lewis, because that's a more, like, realistic Audrey to me. Oh, I thought we were just comparing Rusty's. We're doing Audrey's, too? Well, yeah, we're not going to just do the boy. Okay, so who's your number one Audrey? Uh, Juliet Lewis. Or, oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because... She, first of all, it's her, and I love her, so I'm more, you know, apt to say her than anybody else. Um, but I also think she's a more realistic, like, she's very detached, but then loves her parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, a little more depth A little her. more depth. Um, but, you know, it's a close second with the original Vacation Audrey, because that's just who's in my mind is Rusty and Audrey. Yeah. European Vacation, mm, that's yeah. always, and then there's Vegas Vacation, too, Which and I, I can't even remember. I don't even think I've seen that. Um, European vacation, the lady passed away. Rest in peace. She did. She did. Yeah. I don't know how or why. She had, she, I remember she was sick. Like there was something. Physical illness. Yeah. There was something even before, just as an actress, she, I remember in People Magazine reading about her when I was like in high school. Um, what is your number five? Okay. My number five is the new Grinch with Benedict Cumberbatch. And it's not the Grinch with Jim Carrey and it's not the original Grinch that we all grew up with, which I also love, by the way. But the new Grinch with Benedict Cumberbatch is probably um, one of the best updates of a movie that I've ever seen as far as holiday movies go. Um, It is warmer. Um, I think there's more characters to love. And I think it's um, easier to watch. Like, I, I, there's just really cute things that happen. Um, Great side characters. And And who plays Max? Um... Max the dog? Yeah. Who plays him? Yeah. And you're Grinch. What do you mean? Who's the actor? But Max doesn't talk. He's a dog. Who says a Grinchy Grinchy? That's 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 Keenan Thompson. Yeah. What character He's does a he play? guy who oh, lives in Whoville. I thought he was the dog. No, Max is a dog, so he oh. doesn't talk. I guess I got to He and that. the Grinch though, that's one of the best parts of it is that in the original Grinch. Join the Circle, which is the Team Zen membership platform. It's an app with Zen Parenting Radio's complete parenting content, plus live talks on Zoom all in one place. We have small group discussions about money, raising healthy sons, differently wired families, and Kathy even has her own exclusive women's group. It's only $25 a month. You can cancel at any time. Our motto is zero pressure, 100% support. 30 years ago, the greatest threats to teen health were drunk driving, pregnancy, and illicit drugs. Today, they are anxiety, depression, suicide, self-harm, cyberbullying, screen time, and serious mental health disorders. Their experience is vastly different than our own. So let's get together and talk about it. ZPR 2024 is a two-day in-person live event, January 26th and 27th in Chicago. Go to zenparentingradio.com and get your tickets. As parents, it can be really hard to find a podcast for our kids that's fun and engaging for the whole family. 
Give your kids a break from the screen with the Purple Rocket Podcast award-winning audio adventures. Explore the universe aboard the space train. Learn about new cultures with twins Sawyer and Susie as they travel the world using their grandpa's magical globe. Or join Bo at Camp Dino where he has to raise a dinosaur from an egg. Check out the whole audio adventure library by visiting purplerocketpodcast.com. Again, that's purplerocketpodcast.com. Now on with the show. A few other things that we'd love for you to do is follow us on social media. Uh, Kathy does a great job with the Instagram page and we have a YouTube page. All our videos are up there. If you're a guy, check out Men Living. It's a men's organization that I co-founded way back when. It's an opportunity for guys to drop in, get real, have some fun, and just have good, solid connections with other guys. Um, and don't forget, we have uh, pop culturing. Kathy and I talk about movies, and we've done about 40 or 50 of these things. So um, follow pop culturing. You can find it in your podcast search. We all grew up with. He's not very nice to Max until the end. He kind of takes advantage of him and such. And this Grinch has he and he and Max are friends. And of course, Max is still subservient to him, but like one of the cutest things that my girls and I love is there's this little framed picture of the Grinch and Max together in their house. Like just little teeny things. Is the original Grinch in your top five? Not in my top five, but it's in my top 10. Uh, We just watched that, whatever, three nights ago. And my hot take is it's not that good of a show. Oh, really? There's There's not a lot that happens in it. The Grinch... He takes all their stuff from It's a 35-minute thing, and I can sum it up in like two sentences. Which is? He's mad because of Christmas, because he's a Grinch. Well, can you stop there for a second? Sure. That's another thing in the new Grinch, is they explain his history and his trauma Mm -hmm. and why he does what he does. I I am here to say, and I've only seen the one that you just named once. Right. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. But the original Grinch, we all romanticized True. because we grew up on it. Because we grew up it. with it, yeah. But from a story standpoint, it's kind of lame. Mm-hmm. There's really not a lot happening. There's not a lot of suspense. There's a good hook at the end. There's a big surprise that Christmas goes on without the gifts. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But the the story itself, eh, not mm-hmm. that good. All right, that's my take. You ready for my number four? I am. Uh, this is going to come out as a big surprise to everybody. Oh, my gosh. Because I'm guessing most of you have never heard of this. But I'm saying 8-bit. Yes. Oh, I'm totally not surprised. And the only reason I didn't put it in my top five is because I knew you would. I, I really like it, too. I've never heard of this movie before last year. Your sister and brother-in-law and Maddie and Max said you should watch this thing called 8-bit. It's Neil Patrick Harris. He's in whatever, maybe half of it or a third of it. Yeah, he's the narrator. But most of it goes back in time into the 80s. Perfect. And we all grew up in the 80s. And it's kind of just like a very well-done funny movie yep and also unpredictable like you think you know how it's going to end and it doesn't end the way you think it's going to end. and just to like read the synopsis in in the 1980s chicago Mm -hmm. so that's why we like it too because they live in batavia which is where my sister lives and they talk about elmhurst which is where we live Mm -hmm. and they show a lot of you know chicago stuff in 1980s chicago a 10 year old embarks on a quest to get the latest and greatest video game system which is nintendo yeah um, for Christmas. So that's like the yeah. plot, but there's all these subplots and it's much deeper. And it's some, Todd and I were watching and I was like, how are they making this so funny? Yeah. Agreed. It's, there's like little things that are so funny. Yeah. I totally agree. And you can't even explain why. No, I can't explain why. Good. So it, if you're like me, 
oh, I don't know. Why, why my is computer is just doing weird things. If you are like me, uh, you will um, appreciate this movie because it simply takes place in the 80s. Yes. So. And it's, and like you said, it's surprising. And Steve Zahn's in it. Who I love. I'm a big fan. And he's really funny in the movie. Lots of good people in yeah. it. Uh, who's your number four? Yeah, I was debating because I want to say something to everybody. This isn't necessarily like if I had to really talk about my favorite movies, I would like say Charlie Brown and all the things from my history and the, you know, I'm talking about movies I'm watching now. Okay, okay. so this isn't your, this happens to be your favorite holiday movies right now. Right now where I'm like excited to watch this, excited to watch that. And I still watch Charlie Brown and everything, but that it's almost like Rudolph, Santa Claus. They're like givens. Frosty mm-hmm. the Snowman. This the that's our childhood. Okay. And these are more of the movies that are a little newer that I watch. Okay. So I'm going to say my number 4, which I just watched the other night for the first time and I can't believe I'd never seen it is The Holiday. And it is Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, um Kate Winslet, Jack Black. I, it's not that it's so great. It's not my, it's a Nancy Myers movie. Um, Nancy Myers did, it's complicated. Something's got to give. And Nancy Myers' whole thing is like the aesthetic of the movie mm-hmm. and like the vibe and like how people's homes look and their clothes and scenery. That's like her thing. Um, and it's not the best of her movies, but I was like, how have I not seen this movie? Yeah, I still haven't seen it. Yeah, and I think you'd be like, yeah, it's good, 3.5 out of 5 or whatever. It's not like it's the best thing, but it was just enjoyable to have kind of a updated holiday movie to watch. And yeah. it's, you know, very... How many years? Uh, oh, it's been out forever. Yeah, how did we miss this? I don't know. And and I knew it existed. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not like I was like, ooh, it's just I never watched it. Like that, it's you like... never prioritized it. Never. Yeah, all right. So the holiday. Uh, well done. I can't wait to... At some point, see that movie, but I have not yet seen. We're it. watching it um, tomorrow night. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, number three, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing is in your top five. Yep, I bet. Uh, which is Love Actually. Yeah, that is in my top five. Um, and I'm getting to the age where I remember loving a movie, but I don't remember exactly what happens, what it's about. I know Hugh Grant is the prime minister, mm-hmm. and um, Hans Gruber is a good guy. <laughs> Well, not really. Oh, he's not? Oh, is he cheating well, on his wife yeah. or something? Who's well, he? he doesn't quite cheat on her, but oh, yeah. he has a plan to. Like, um, I think it's left, because he gets her. He gets his secretary the necklace. Oh, okay. Remember? I, or I, his administrative assistant. I barely remember it, but I, I like the way it begins, because they talk about 9-11 yeah. and how... The airport. Uh, at the airport. Um, Why know, don't you play it? Um... Uh, it might take me a bit to find it, so why don't you talk about it? Okay. So the thing that's, to me, fun about Love Actually is it's so many actors coming together, very, you know, British actors who we love, um, and it is warm, and it's funny, and it's sad. There's a grief story right at the center of it of a wife that has died. This is Liam Neeson's wife, and him trying to stay connected to his son, not even his son. It's his stepson. So it's his wife's son. Um, And and I'm saying that only because, you know, right off the bat, there's, you know, he, of course, loves this kid and thinks of him as his son, but it's a different family for this boy. And so... I I think I got it. Let's see. (laughs) 
So it's a bunch of people hugging each other in an airport. That's how the movie opens. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's just how people. is this a Christmas movie? Yeah. Whenever I get gloomy with the state of the world, I think about the arrivals gate at Heathrow Airport. General opinion starting to make out that we live in a world of hatred and greed. But I don't see that. Seems to me that love is everywhere. Often it's not particularly dignified or newsworthy, but it's always there. Fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, husbands and wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, old friends. When the planes hit the Twin Towers, as far as I know, none of the phone calls from the people on board were messages of hate or revenge. They were all messages of love. If you look for it, I've got a sneaky feeling you'll find that love actually is all around. It's very ZPR-ish. It's, it's the truth. I mean, it's like why that movie's so powerful, and then it ends kind of on the same note. Um, what do you think of the title? Love actually is all around. All around. Kind of like it, but it's a little deceptive. Uh, yeah, I'm not used. I'm I'm used to it, so I can't question it. Yeah. It's um, and then it starts with a wedding. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the singers, it's just got so many movies that have all these moments that you can't wait to see, you know, there's so many and love actually has become its own cultural literacy. Like, you know, the guy standing at the door with the note card, you know, the, the cue cards, you know, and she's just reading them because his best friend is in the other room and, you know, it's just got its own. What about the singer? (laughs) <laughs> I feel it in my fingers I feel it in my toes I feel it in my toes Yeah Love is all around me All around and me And so the thing I'm afraid you did it again, Bill What was he doing? He's supposed to say Christmas is all around me Oh, really? Me. Yeah. Okay <laughs> And he just can't get it uh, are we watching it? Oh, no, we're not watching it today. I know. The girl, you know what? It's okay. Here's something I think a lot of parents will be able to relate to. We love that movie, but my girls get turned off from watching it with us because of the two characters that are in the porno. And I don't. Sweetie, all Christmas movies should have a little porno. And the thing is, is they're the funniest characters in that they're in this porno together, but they're totally shy with each other and like can't, you know, they're struggling to like have conversation. But it's an unnecessary story because everybody else kind of connects to each other. And to me, it's an other people may love that part, but Mm -hmm. I everybody else kind of connects in some way, family or work or whatever. And I just never really loved their story. Um, so I think it's your turn, but okay. before we do that... Okay. You did it! Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. It's great to meet you. It's great to, it's great to meet you. One more. They're all Is there sugar and syrup? Yeah. Then yes! <laughs> all right, what do you got? Um, I'm going to go with The Happiest Season. No. Oh. So again, a new holiday movie... Kristen Stewart, um, Dan um, Gable. No, uh, um, I'm having a brain Rather. problem. No, uh, Levy. Oh, so close. Um, and it's a it's a story of two women who are in love, and one of the women they go home together for the first time, but the the home that they go home to, they don't know that they are partners. And so it's kind it's a, there's some contrived, there's some like 
like we've heard this story a million times, you know, one partner's out, the other one isn't. There's, it's kind of a story we've heard a million times, but there's enough in it, um, really kind of funny, funny, funny moments. And I don't know, there's something about Kristen Stewart in this that I really appreciate because she doesn't do things like this very much. Mm. Don't you agree with that? Uh, She's always so serious. I don't really track her that much. I I love Kristen Stewart. Do you? So yes, and not in a way where like I have, you know, pictures of her in my house, but like I just think when she does something, there's it's usually pretty good. Even Twilight, everybody. I'm a Twilight person. Um, and so I just really like it and I think that it's warm and surprising and I love the the third sister. Um, I love how everybody's struggling with something. I love the, how it's total tale of redemption. We haven't been going through the litmus test, but I think it's been pretty easy to make these holiday movies, right? That's right. Like they are. Right. I totally agree. Are uh, you ready for mine? Sure. Uh, let's see. Here we go. You're amazing. You figured this all out already. <laughs> hey, business is business. You use a gun, I use a... F- I use a fountain pen. Oh, no. My speaker's just all messed up. You're here in a hostile takeover. You grab us for some green mail, but you didn't expect some poison pill was going to be running around in the building. Am I right? Hans, Bobby, I'm your white knight. I must have missed 60 minutes. What are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> the guy upstairs is fucking things up? Huh? Oh, no. <clears throat> I can give him to you. That's our hero, Ellis. Hans. Bobby. Bobby. Um, He's like, I must have missed something. So in case you're not familiar with that, that's uh, Ellis from a movie called Die Hard, 19 or... What what year do you think that was? I don't know, a long time ago. I don't know. Because we've had like 80 Die Hard since. Um, I love Die Hard. It is a Christmas movie to me. Um, I, it's probably my favorite one to watch. 1988. Okay, so I was a junior in high school. Unbelievable. There's some clicking in my earphones. Our computer's just stupid right now. Okay. That is my number two, Todd. Okay. It's both of our number twos. Wow. Great minds think alike, babe. Yeah, I love Die Hard, and we're watching that tonight again. And we might both have the same one for number one. Are you taking my number one? Are you taking my number one? My number one is The Family Stone. Oh, no. Okay. We're, We're fine then. Okay. So my number one is The Family Stone. I try to get everyone in my family to sit down and watch it every year, and it's never, ever worked out. No. Skylar watched it with us last night. I think JC watched it a few years ago with me. I thought Cameron was going to watch it last night, but then she had to clean her room or something. I'm The reason I want them to sit down and watch it is they will love it. Like, it is... And I'm going to say to everybody listening, if you haven't seen The Family Stone, I think most of you probably have because it's on Hulu right now. They're really pushing it as a holiday movie to watch. But it is, to me, um, a well-done, not cheaply made holiday movie. Yeah. You know, it's like a movie movie. You don't have to wait till the holidays to watch it. It's a little um, overly simplistic with people falling in and out of love with one another. Unrealistic in some ways. But aside from that, it's good. And you know... I talked about this last night, and I felt like it was a hot take. My least favorite characters in The Family Stone are Emmett and Julie. And Emmett is played by... Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney. And then Julie is Claire Danes. Is Claire Danes. I, they are really the middle of the story, meaning they're kind of the people that yeah. everybody... like Adjusts around. It's about Emmett. 
Um, Everett. Everett. Thank you. What is that sound? I don't know. It keeps showing up. Okay. So I'm just going to not say anything about it. Um, It is about Everett. Sorry. Everett. And he is supposed to be, I think he's the oldest and he's kind of a perfectionist and he wants to be perfect and he's struggling. Well, I don't know how much I should give away. No. But he's struggling with some family things. And I just think everybody's really good in it. And and my favorite character in it is Luke Wilson, who adds the most humor and the most warmth. And um, we got some good Sarah Jessica Parker stuff, good Rachel McAdams. Um, and then, of course, we've got Craig T. Nelson and we've got Diane Keaton. Like, it's just a it's just a great holiday movie. I agree. So that's my number one, Todd. Nice job, babe. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what is your number one? Come on. Well, you already said... Christmas Vacation. Um, Elf? Oh, I'm going to play the trailer. Or no, I'm going to play the ending. Elf is your favorite Christmas movie? No. Oh, it's a Hush! wonderful life. Yeah. Hush! What's the last... I cry all the time. What's the last line? Uh, a man with friends is never poor or something like that. There's something like really wonderful. Yeah, that the angel um, leaves him. What's Clarence. The Clarence, the angel. Oh, I'm going to read it right now. Clarence's note. Remember, no man is a failure who has friends. Yeah, and his friends so show up for him. And you know, I have to say, so It's a Wonderful Life is one of my favorite movies. We watch it on Christmas Eve, so we have a tradition around it. Todd uh, went to see it for the very first time 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. We went to... That was 10 years ago, Todd. I, it showed up in my... Did um, it really? Face, uh, my Facebook. Well, it's because Noreen came over to babysit yep. for us because she was mad that I'd never seen it. Yep. So she's like, I'm babysitting for you. It's playing at the local movie theater. Go see Go it. Go see it. And I thought it was like to be some old bad movie, and it turned out it was some old awesome movie. It's amazing. It's, it's a classic for a reason, and I'm totally with you. Um... And you thought you're you think that Donna, what's her name? Donna. Uh, I think she's gorgeous. Yeah, he's always like she's so gorgeous. She is so what's gorgeous. her last name? Donna, Donna Reeves. Reeves. Donna Reed. Yeah, yeah Donna, Donna Reed. Reed. Um, but she they it's a great I usually don't think uh, people from the olden days, and I guess it's the 1950s here, are that attractive. Because, because they feel old to us. Right. Yeah. But she d- somehow she breaks through that for me. Maybe you knew her in a previous life. Never know. Who you knows? never know. But um the one thing I will say is when I watch it, it is hard what he goes through. Oh, yeah. He has so many opportunities to break out Truth. of his town, and he just can't. He can't even go on his honeymoon. Right. I, I struggle. Every time I'm watching, I'm like, this is not fair. I know. And yet, when you really get to such, it. Such is life. It is. It's such is life. And everybody has noticed mm-hmm. what he... I think sometimes when we sacrifice... We're like, everybody else gets to do what they want, and I don't get to. But people notice yeah. what you do for them. And the, my favorite plot of that movie is the guy he works for, the pharmacist. Yes. This I forget is the his best name. part of the story I where know. he thanks him. Yeah. Um, um, are you ready for some movies that we did not include that are in Entertainment Weekly's top 20? Sure. Can I guess some? Sure. Or we probably already did. Uh, I don't know. Like, is Charlie Brown in there? Yeah, Charlie Brown's in there. So, so many that we disagree with. Now, there's, you know, if you Google it, there's a million top 20 of all timeless. I didn't know which one to go with. Like, Vanity Fair had one. Right. It's it's subjective. I just went with Entertainment Weekly. And some of them I don't even think are Christmas movies. Okay, read them. 
Santa Claus. Yeah. Tim Allen. Right, Tim Allen. I haven't seen that in a while, but it's probably it's okay. Good. Gremlins. What? Oh. Never heard of. Gremlins I don't know if that meets Christmas the criteria. Movie. Scrooged. Yeah, that's Bill Murray. Miracle on 34th Street. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. White Christmas. Yeah, not as much as I like Miracle on 34th Street better. The original, by the way. Yes. The one with Natalie Wood. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, that's Tim Burton. Trading Places? <gasps> yes! Does that pass your test? Todd, why do we not have Trading Places? Maybe we should watch that this week. No. I love Trading Places. I do not think of it as a Christmas movie Sweetie, at he, all. he wears the Santa costume and then he eats the fish. Yes, he does. And it gets in his beard. It sure does. You guys... Trading Places is a holiday movie. I don't think it is. What's his name? What's Eddie Murphy's name? Uh, Heart, Billy, uh, Ray, Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Yeah. Um, um, Home Alone. Didn't even bring up Home Alone. I'm sure everybody's like screaming at us. Well, you know why? Because Home Alone to us is a Thanksgiving movie. Because, because we watch, we watch it, it at Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Of course. We did a whole podcast on Rudolph, by the way. Everybody. It's on our yeah, pop culturing did. podcast. We have another podcast, if you guys didn't know that. Yeah. But we analyze to, Rudolph. Head on over to pop culturing, and you'll, we do a whole hour on Rudolph the Red-Nosed <laughs> Reindeer. Because it deserves it. The Year Without Santa Claus? Never heard of it. I think that's one of the old claymation ones. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. The Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm. I'm sure it. I've seen it, but... Uh, Bad Santa. I've never seen it, but I've seen parts of it mm -hmm. and almost died laughing. Really? Yeah, there's some really... I think it's a not a family movie. I mm -hmm. think it's just a, co a dirty comedy through the lens of... Billy Bob. Um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. We right. talked about that. Elf. Did either one of us have Elf? I have already watched Elf three times this season. I think people are mad at us right now because we did not bring up Home Alone in either of our top fives. Okay. We did not bring up Elf. Okay. Then I'm going to say again, the top five is just the movies I'm so excited to watch right now. It doesn't mean we don't... I've already watched Elf a number of times, but it's so... Awesome. Elf has become like... Oh, I don't know how to explain it. Like I, I'm, <laughs> I'm here with my dad and we never met. And he wants me to sing him a song. <laughs> and um, I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born. So I'm here now. I found you, Daddy. And guess what? I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> this is a shorter one. Okay. I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Smiling is my favorite. <laughs> um, so I love Elf. So maybe saying things are our top five. It, if that's going to make people mad, just these are the ones we're most excited to watch this year. So they just own it. It's our well, top five. It's just dumb because if someone's like, you didn't say Elf, it's like, I've already watched it three times. I love Elf. Um, the uh, So in order, their fifth was How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay. Four is Elf. Okay. Three is Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay. Two is a Christmas story, which neither one of us have talked you about. You guys, that you can get mad at us about. <clears throat> I do not. And I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer and I don't know a Christmas story. Me neither. I think that's so weird that it's neither of us know that. both of us. Yeah. I, the thing is, if either one of us were into it, we would have forced the other one to totally. have watched it by now. And we know the guy who's in it. We know all the, like, you know, I've seen the, the major scenes from that movie. It's just I missed the boat on it. Um, and then my only thing is, like, where is Frosty the Snowman yeah. on this top 20 list? Yeah. Of, so wait, you already went through 20 movies? I yes. feel like you just did, well, like, Well, I skipped six. the ones we already talked about. Oh, okay. Um, so Frosty's not in there. And then last, I think I did on IMDb best holiday movies of all time. And it, this movie lands in a lot of lists and it's from, uh, 19, whatever. 
Judy Garland. What is it, sweetie? Oh, Meet Me in St. Louis. Never seen it. So I said last night, because that's part of the family stone, Meet Me in St. Louis is in it. And I said, we have to watch this because it's it's Judy Garland, who we all love. And I think I have seen it, though, before. I just don't watch it every year. Yeah. Um, so that's it. That's our top five of all time slash the ones we like the most right now. Are you telling me that Mimi in St. Louis is number one? On one list that I found. What's number one on the list that you have there? Um, the one that's on the list I have here is It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That was yours. Yeah. So, you know, I know there's a lot of disagreement in these, but it's, it's kind of depends on where you are in life, right? That's what makes it fun. Yeah. It's like, what do you get excited about seeing? And hopefully we set a few you haven't seen yet because the new Grinch is kind of, you know, it's pretty new. Happiest Season is pretty new. 8-Bit Christmas is pretty new. So try some of these new ones out. My hope is that they just um, watch 8-Bit. That's my hope. Yeah. Well, whatever floats your boat. Um, we're going to finish with uh, one of my favorite Christmas songs. Okay, let's do it. the Zen Parenting Conference is back, live and in person, in 2024. This year, our exclusive event will be centered around teens. Why? Because 30 years ago, the greatest threats to teen health were drunk driving, pregnancy, and illicit drugs. Today, it's currently anxiety, depression, suicide, self-harm, cyberbullying, and serious mental health disorders. Their experience is vastly different than our own. So let's get together and talk about it. We owe it to them to listen, to have honest conversations, and to live our way through it together. If you're currently parenting a teenager or have an emerging teen, this is an event you absolutely won't want to miss. 
We have limited seating this year, so secure your spot now. Go to zenparentingradio.com. If you have appreciated or enjoyed a decade of Zen Parenting Radio podcasts, please tell a friend or leave a five-star review. We are grateful for your support. If you want more Zen Parenting, consider joining Team Zen Circle, our very own app that includes our virtual community, exclusive content, and support from us. You could also purchase Kathy's award-winning book, Zen Parenting, Caring for Ourselves and Our Children in an Unpredictable World, or subscribe to Zen Parenting Moment. You can find these opportunities and more at zenparentingradio.com slash resources. And if you want to connect through social networking, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Keep trucking, and we'll talk to you again next week.